Welcome to the Live Awaken podcast, life coaching for women physicians of color. Create more freedom to simply be who you want to be. Do the things that make you feel alive and create a deeper connection with those you love. It's time to choose you. I'm your host, Dr. Pyle Patel Guile. Hello, ladies. So happy that you're here. Today, we're going to do something different. Over the next five episodes, I'm going to share about how I got here, why I do what I do, and why that matters to you. In this episode, we're going to talk about the foundation. Every building has a foundation. Every family, every career path has a foundation. Every human being has a foundation laid when they're children, in their formative years, and as time goes on. Have you ever thought about what does your foundation look like Who are the people that influence you the most growing up? What are the memories that stuck deep? The good, the bad, and the ugly? And what do you carry with you into your adult life and why? So this is how I got here. My parents came to this country from India before I was born. And they were young parents, married young, arranged marriage. I was the first born female. Um, and I was just the first born, but I say female because that'll, that'll make sense as we keep moving. They were just trying to make it. They were trying to survive. They were in a new world where it was a completely different language, a different culture. But they came here because America provided opportunity and possibilities. And all of this was really for us, for the next generation. They wanted to leave that legacy. of choice. So I was born two years after my mom got here. She was 21 when I was born. My dad was 23 and they worked 24-7. There wasn't vacations except to visit our family or extended family in India. Um, once in a while, I grew up in Los Angeles and I was born and brought up here, but once in a while there would be the little things that they would do, like send us to an amusement park with one parent because my parents had a business and we, I don't remember that many times, as that many times where I had both parents with me outside of the home. And we go to amusement parks. Um, One of my least favorite vacation spots 
um, and something that they actually could afford or drive to really was Vegas. Um, you know, and I'll save that for another episode, but I really hated going there and it just was like not fun. But that's what they did kind of take a little break and once a year we would do something or go camping. But it was always made clear to me that the number one priority is education. If you study and you do well and you get a good job, aka become a doctor, then you're set in life. You're not going to have to ever worry. You're not going to have to work manual labor and the kind of jobs that we do was what I was told. So I took that and I ran with it and I believed it. And I know this part hits home for so many of you guys. So many of my clients are first and second generation immigrants. Almost all of them are. And I say almost because I do have clients who have nothing to do with being an immigrant or Asian. um, And I still coach them because it's about the family values that connects to them. It's about the journey, right? But those of you who can relate, you do understand that pressure that's put on you and the pressure that's put on doing everything the best because you've been given this opportunity. So... I got straight A's and if I didn't get a straight A, it was the worst possible thing that could ever happen. One time I was, I took a test and I was in calculus. Yes, I took calculus, AP calculus. Um, and that's what I was supposed to do. I was just supposed to take all the classes I could take that would save us money. So when I went to college, I could just qualify and not have to take them. So I took calculus. It was hard. My brain couldn't really wrap my head around wrap my head around the whole concept. For some reason, other forms of math were fine, but something about calculus just didn't seem tangible to me. So I got a C on a test. I still remember crying so much sitting at my desk hysterical crying because I got a C on a test. I was so upset because I let myself down. I let my parents down. When I got home and my mom saw that I was so upset, she asked me what's wrong. And I told her, I'm sorry, mommy, I got a C, blah, blah, blah. And she's looking at me because I'm already very upset that she's like, no, no, don't worry about it you know, you can study or do better next time. I think if it was my siblings, it would have been a different story because they would have been like, well, you didn't study hard enough. But for me, they knew that that was not the issue. And I was so traumatized by that. And looking back now, it seems so trivial, but that was just a perfect example of how much pressure I put on myself. I want you guys to take a moment and think about these events that happen in your life, these pivotal tests and situations that defined a lot about how you dealt with your role during the deformative years. 
So I got into medical school, of course, because or else I'm a failure if I don't. And I'm saying this sarcastically because you guys get it, right? Medicine or bust, um, especially from a family where I was the first person to go to college and complete it. My mom had like one class left before she moved to America and she didn't finish it. I think like she left or her test wasn't done. And so technically I was the first person to ever go to college in my family. So I had that burden. I had that pressure that I've made it. I've been given the opportunity to make it. And I am standing on the shoulders of my parents, my ancestors who have worked so hard. I did not take that lightly. And so many of you guys understand that idea of being given a better opportunity than the previous generation. It was good until it wasn't good. I pushed and pushed and pushed, worked my butt off, focused on being a good girl, right? And that's the other thing I wanted to bring up. It wasn't just the education that was important, but being good was important, right? And that could be defined differently in every family, but in my family, it was very clear. You guys are going to laugh. No talking to boys, no boyfriends, forget about boyfriend, forget about dates. Focus on just building your, your, your CV, um, your resume or whatever. Just build on having your college application stand out, right? So the things that were allowed were sports and actually encouraged my dad I that's one thing I I'm looking back on it we are a family of uh two girls and a boy and my brother is the youngest and my dad was really into sports he actually played sports himself when he was in school he loved cricket um and many of you guys know that you know a lot of your parents might be into that I am not um and then he played volleyball like in LA with his other Indian uncle friends. And he did this multiple times a week. And it was annoying when we were growing up because it would take away from family time. But, you know, that's, he valued physical activity. So he made sure that all of us, including my sister and I, and actually especially my sister and I, we got to play sports. But not only did we play sports, he would push us to do well, right? So I did tennis, I did swim, um, varsity, like all the good things, right? And then it was also allowed to do anything social that would help my applications. And so that was my way of getting into, you know, spaces that I wouldn't normally get to go. So, you know, all the clubs, senior class officer, you know, key club president, you know, all the good stuff. So I built and I built and I built, right? But I was a good girl, right? And this is something that was encouraged and bragged about. And I think it's fascinating how um, in our culture, we get to notice those things, right? Because our parents live vicariously through us, I found that 
when they all got together and i know you guys know how these parties work or when these get-togethers work is that all they do is talk about what great things their kids are doing right and it kind of was just one of those like judgy critical spaces you know and i know they were intended to be proud of their own children but they did it in a way that all the parents would you know like be like but my kid's better than yours and I noticed that and it kind of made me happy that my parents had something to be proud of you know most of the time that's a lot of pressure that's a lot of pressure that I put on myself and I carried that pressure I carried that good girl facade I carried that you know, I care about others and helping others and doing well into my adult life. What are the things that you guys experienced and carried into your adult life? How did it work out if you are, you know, a first or second generation immigrant family? How did your families fuse the cultures? My kids and I recently watched Turning Red, Disney movie. Oh my God, so good. You guys have to see it. It was a Chinese family, but I was like, yep, this is totally relatable, right? It's fascinating. Even if we've come from different spaces and I have clients who, you know, from Latin America, Puerto Rican, Middle Eastern, right? It's the same stuff. It's coming from two different worlds and creating a new world for you. And you trying to figure out what works for you. Take some time and reflect. What are those experiences? What are those things that I carried with me into my adult life? We're going to go on to the next episode and I'll keep sharing what happened next. Have a beautiful day. Hey, if you're ready to advocate for yourself by listening to your inner voice so you can live in freedom, wake up every day with purpose, and enjoy your work and family, check out my website at www.pileguile.com. On the website, you'll have the opportunity to join my program, sign up for a free workshop, or just check out my blog. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please tell a friend, leave a review, or just reach out. I'd love to hear from you.